Welcome to Season 4 of Smouse in the House, presented by Adventures in Americana, a platform that promotes and supports artists and live music venues. In this series, our host, music journalist and photographer Tom Smouse, visits artists to discuss songwriting and listen to one of their songs. For this season, we're talking to many of the artists on the Bill of Amerigrass, a one-day festival taking place Saturday, October 7th at Minneapolis's Hook and Ladder Theater and Lounge. We're excited to be partnering with this new festival, hosted by award-winning country act Megan and the Birdwatcher, which brings some of the region's best bands to the hook. Welcome to another Smouse in the House presented by Adventures in Americana. This is the podcast where we're the guest. My name is Tom Smouse, and today we're inside the Hook and Ladder Theater, the site of the inaugural Amerigrass Festival here on October 7th. I'm surrounded here with the band Wild Horses. I have Ariana and Jed LaPlante and McKeon Hugh Roberts of the band Wild Horses. As I mentioned, they're one of the seven bands performing um, on October 7th. The Northern Minnesota band kind of sits between the traditions of folk, Western, and rock music. And I know I've followed you guys since you started. You know, your videos and everything that I see online, I'm just excited to like finally get to see you live here uh, on October 7th. Jeez, but thanks, thanks for uh, joining me here today. Yeah, of thanks course. for having us. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Happy to be here. You guys drove down today. We did. Yeah. A little three-hour jaunt. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Just down the road. Well, I know your debut album was released in 2022, and the one thing that I kind of get from that is there's this immediate kind of epic bigness to it, mm. if that's a word. Bigness. We'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like I can kind of close my eyes when I hear your, your music and see those, the vast fields mm. and like big open space. Yeah. So I'm always curious, you know, how does your environment influence that, you know, and from maybe from being in northern Minnesota, it just sounds like you have a way to bring that landscape into your songs. So mm. is that intentional? Is that just who you are? Like, where does that come from? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a piece of where we grew up up i think that you know the vastness of the wilderness you know it's not so wide open because we have lots of trees and lakes yeah. so you get to the arrowhead of minnesota and it's just this big wilderness is what it kind of feels like so i think there's an element of that yeah i think it also creates you know you kind of we live back in the woods and so there's you know i think space for kind of those uh, intimate and quiet dynamics as well yeah. um but i think it's maybe equally as inspired by we spent a lot of time out west the mountains and in the plains and in the deserts out there and there's this um wide openness there and i think our approach i think to songwriting has always felt dynamic and so i think there's pieces of kind of all sorts of places we've been i think that sort of tie into the moments on the record Mm -hmm. that's one way to describe it yeah Mm -hmm. you know even before we were a band, I think we've all taken our own road trips out west, you know. I mean, Jed, to speak for Jed, he went on a long, expansive solo bike trip. I mean, how, many, how long is that? Months, almost? Yeah, it was, yeah, close to, yeah, just under a month. Yeah. Just under a month, so yeah. yeah. Out there on a bike on his own, and Ari's done a lot of road trips and stuff all across the west, and I've always been infatuated with the American West and Montana and the desert and the Rocky Mountains, and so... You know, the three of us, at least, have always loved those spaces and are definitely inspired by them to kind of bring them back home. And I think, like, I mean, I can speak for myself personally, too, the cowboy culture has always been, like, you know, it doesn't quite equate when you live in northern Minnesota, but there's something about it that every kind of boy loves in, in a way. And so it's, like, it's kind of fun to bring that out in our music and mm-hmm. represent yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I've always seen it as more like an attitude and a lifestyle rather than a place. You know, I grew up where we never 
all I grew up was watching was old westerns, and you know, we grew up back in the woods, and it was kind of do it yourself. And so there's like, I think an attitude and a lifestyle that kind of ties in, works its um, way in. Yeah, yeah. I know that this probably isn't the first musical project of any of you guys. So I'm always curious when a band finds their legs later on, right? When you've gone through other bands and other projects, how much of that from prior things that you've worked on carries over? And how does that influence that? Because you, I mean, your drummer obviously has played with lots of other projects. I know you've played in other bands as well. So this how, is, how does uh, that all work? It's truly <laughs> a open mic love story. Like, <laughs> like specifically for Jed and Ari, for sure, I would say. But I mean, to touch on some history, you know, JJ, our drummer, and myself are a little bit older, and so we grew up in, in a scene in Grand Rapids that was a little bit more punk and metal and experimental. Had a lot of Twin Cities bands and Madison, Wisconsin bands come through Grand Rapids. So JJ and I were involved in that scene at one time. And then at a certain point here, I started doing solo singer-songwriter music, and Jed was also doing solo singer-songwriter music, and so was Ari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had a place, uh, the old VFW downtown <laughs> in Grand Rapids, that was Thursday nights, right? Mm-hmm. Thursday night at the VFW, and like the handful of people in the community would show up and you know Jed would sing his songs and I would sing my songs and Ari would sing her songs and Jed and I kind of developed a relationship there where we would play with each other or open for each other you know and then I'll let you guys take it from there but <laughs> you guys met you know we met I was out there playing one night and it was mostly older dudes pretty much the same handful and yeah. then she came one night she was very young too young to made be a bit of, bar <laughs> yeah made, made a bit of an impression that night um sat down at this old out of tune stand-up piano facing away from everybody and um yeah just started playing what she'd been writing and it kind of like i say left a mark and so we had you know stayed in touch and we would you know gig together as well and then well a few years later we wisened up and decided we might as well stick it out together mm-hmm. yeah. and that's sort of how we ended up getting married and then we got married right as the world was shutting down <laughs> and so wild horses sort of started as a that winter as just kind of a like hey we get let's get together and just play a little bit yeah. in the basement because it's cold and you know everybody's isolated mm-hmm. and that's how we brought in um, JJ had mentioned sometime during that summer we were playing opening up for Charlie Parr in Grand Rapids actually and JJ showed up and we were talking after he says boy if you ever want you know the full orchestra he says (laughs) you know you let me know I'd love to jam and so that winter we just kind of you know we started jamming and then we caught wind of this festival that was going on in our town and meanwhile we were moving into a van and I needed a place for a upright bass and so I called McKeon to see if he wanted to mess with it and Mm -hmm. I guess at a certain point we got a gig and thought we better write some songs yeah it's kind of funny we a full drum kit was like the last thing on our mind as musicians as a band or a future band or whatever but it's it's funny and ironic that he was the one that actually initiated it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just like, all right. I mean, he grew up playing bluegrass, and so drums were kind of like the taboo item. And yeah. so he's just like, whatever, though, let's give it a shot. And yeah. I grew up in yeah very bluegrass, traditional fiddle tunes and some folk music singer-songwriter yeah. stuff. And so I was always very hesitant. You know, I carried around a kick drum, but to me the full drum kit usually took away from what you can pull off yeah. but yeah it just it wasn't the case here all of a sudden you know we started yeah. jamming and it was like it kind of took some of the things that i think we were sort of starting to produce and visualize in our head and it made like i say the full orchestra possible yeah. it's like now we can reach these new dynamics mm-hmm. you know 
for the next um, album. Now, a couple years into doing this, do you feel like when you're writing, is it like, oh, this is a, a Wild Horses thing? Or are you finding, like, is there a sound where you can, you know, like, okay, this is a Wild Horses thing? Or are you still saying, well, I've done something like this in the past. Is this something we can add in? Are you able to kind of find maybe that core streak that you feel like this is our sound and what we do? Or is it just a constant smorgasbord? I'm yeah. curious. I got to say, why Wild Horses sounds the way it sounds is because, you know, Jed and I are kind of behind a lot of the songwriting and structures and stuff like that. And then they come to a bunch of ex metalheads and punk rockers <laughs> and we tend to add a little bit more oomph for lack of a better word or something like that and yeah. push and drive and stuff like that so Wild Horses has become a really driving sonic kind of sound um, and I think that's because all of our influences meld mm-hmm. together as a lot of bands do you know but yeah <laughs> I think in the songwriting process initially it definitely takes a different shape every time you don't really know what you're in for I think a lot of songwriters can relate to that but there's definitely that thought that crosses mm-hmm. your mind it's like all right what is this is this a, a wild horses tune is this a solo special that nobody ever gets to hear yeah. what, what's this going to become and then you kind of just watch how that takes shape it's pretty mm-hmm. cool I wanted to talk and share a song off of your debut album Runaway called All That's Left tell me about the creation of this song and, and what inspired it well it was interesting when we were starting as a band like I say, we caught wind of this festival thanks to our drummer who cuts hair in Rapids. And so that was like the first six gigs we probably ever got because somebody was in his chair yeah. uh, <laughs> spouting rumors about something. But yeah, basically we caught wind of that and we somehow begged our local radio station to give us a slot in there opening up the festival. And then we were kind of faced with like, now we got to yeah, come up with we some did, material. Yeah. Like what is Wild Horses? <laughs> and so I, I believe with all that's left, I had... I think it was the bridge riff. It was something I used to pick when I was by myself. It's in a droney detuning, and I used to sit. I lived in a pickup camper uh, for a number of months back in the woods, and I would just strum it over and over, and it felt very alive and drivey, and it just seemed to parallel what was happening like in, in these jam sessions. And we kind of just hashed it out and sort of brought the story of you know Ari and I coming together and then this band coming together, and it really is sort of the tale of the beginning of things and it, it sort of sonically fits that metaphor a little bit too kind of just sort of kicks off you know like we're mm-hmm. you know wherever it is we're headed yeah, yeah when he was doing his solo stuff and i was falling madly in love with him a lot of it a lot of his songwriting was i mean it was very melancholy and just like the sad lonesome cowboy that sort of thing and I think that all that's left really started to take a different shape, a different tone, a more hopeful, less lonesome yeah. tone, and it really was the establishing piece, I would say, in a way, for the, the new sound. Mm. Let's give our listeners a listen here. Silence now 
tears come crashing to the ground Look over your hill and see the man you were made to be Then the light will set you free Listening to Smouse in the House presented by Adventures in Americana. I'm here with the Americana folk band Wild Horses. We're standing inside the Hook and Ladder, which is going to be hosting the inaugural Amerigrass Festival on October 7th. Tickets are still for sale. There's going to be two stages back and forth kind of all day. So it's going to be a lot of different types of music as well. And I want to jump ahead to this because it's such a diverse lineup of bands from bluegrass to jamgrass to country to folk but yet they all still kind of have this Americana theme to them. And I, I don't think we see too many lineups that can branch out in a way but still have this distinct foundational stream that goes through all the bands. So I'm, I'm curious, if, like, what are you most looking forward to that night? Is there a band that you haven't seen before? Is there anyone that you've performed with that is playing that you're kind of excited to be back on stage with? Boy, you know, looking ahead to the lineup, there's actually a lot that we haven't caught yet. 
um, that we're really looking forward to. I mean, even like Megan and the Birdwatcher, we've been like going back and forth for I don't know how long, yeah. um, but haven't actually caught them yet, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I think we're just honored to be a part of it. I mean, we're really excited about that sort of melting pot of American-ish music, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've played in like rock shows and country shows and folk shows now and it's like it's nice to recognize that all of those different elements can go into whatever you call americana whatever that elusive yeah term is but yeah Yeah, i think also the idea of just like being in the atmosphere i mean we've been to a few festivals now where it's like when there's good people behind it you can sense that there's something in the air something Mm -hmm. in the room and Obviously, we know that good people are behind it, and that we know that that's only going to be a hub for good people to be around. So I think that we're just really excited to meet people and be around them and make connections and hang out. Yeah, yeah. I was totally going to say the same thing. One of the funnest things about being a musician is meeting other musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, And so this is going to be a really great place to just meet and talk with other people that, that play great music and obviously provide it for audience members you know but but meeting people is so so dang fun and that's where you create opportunities and experiences mm-hmm. and community too mm-hmm. it's really cool yeah. to find yeah. a unify you know that's a music community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i feel like you know 20 years ago uh, bands would stay in a, a certain genre and a niche right they were like listen i'm gonna do country mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna only do that and i feel like we've seen genre blending and mixing and you know bands that are open to taking their sound and exploring different vibes of that Mm -hmm. so a festival that can like hit off on all of those things Mm -hmm. i think is really cool very cool when you're writing and doing music do you consider like where you're trying to fall in terms of probably a kind of a dumb question to ask of like Mm -hmm. do you think ahead of like how how are we going to market this yeah i don't think we've figured that out yet honestly people usually ask us what kind of music you make and we just kind of tell them like maybe you might as well listen and tell us what you think Uh, I don't think we really set out to make a particular kind of music Um, we just we set out to write songs and and play music that we love to make together um, and that are honest and and it's like yeah wherever it ends up I mean we've heard all kinds of different words you know (laughs) on feedback and it may shift, you know, through time. I mean, there's, you know, there's different... When we play Wedding Song, it's the two of us and an acoustic guitar, and it's very intimate. And when we play War Pain, it's thrashy drums <laughs> and electric guitars. And I think it's refreshing for us to be able to sort of try and tackle covering that sort of ground. And, yeah, so whatever it is, I guess, it yeah. is. I'm not sure. I think one of the beautiful things about it is that we don't have to fit into a formula, you know. It's like, ah, oh, that's not Americana enough <laughs> or something, you know. Yeah. It's like yeah. it, the, the doors are open, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just like, just yeah. make it whatever sounds good. Roll with a good idea, you know. We bounce stuff off each other, and mm-hmm. it happens um, when four people with goofy brains come together and try to make music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I want to ask kind of what you guys have on your radar coming up here. Obviously, October 7th, you'll be here. Yeah. But anything between now and then or even after October 7th that you want to put out there for people to come find you? Yeah. I mean, I'd have to look at the schedule. We're kind of bouncing around Midwest, Minnesota. Uh, a couple more times here in September and October, and then head down Wisconsin way for a run uh, November, and then yeah, hopefully in the winter time we're gonna see if we can try and scope out some studio time somewhere. Mm. Um, kind of like to get in there and do that. It's been such a good, busy year for us that we just haven't yeah. carved out much time to see. You know, we've been hashing out some new stuff. We'll try and maybe showcase a little bit of that in October and. See how it goes over. And so there's a chance there may be a new song played okay. at Amerigrass? There's a chance. Breaking news? All right, all right. I'll <laughs> yeah. take it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We're excited to have you here back uh, on October 7th. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming in here to The Hook, and it's going to be a great night. 
Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Sounds good. For tickets to Amerigrass, go to thehookmpls.com. To see exclusive photos of our guests taken at the interviews, visit adventuresinamericana.com. This has been an episode of Smouse in the House, the Amerigrass edition, brought to you by Adventures in Americana. I'm Jacqueline Knott, co-producer, along with Carol Roth and your host, Tom Smouse. The theme music for this season is Take It to the Garden by Megan and the Birdwatcher. Join us next time as we visit with emerging Minnesota Americana duo, Delwood. Thanks for listening.